0: Welcome to Sacred Rebels Podcast, where we discuss life after trauma as we question societal norms and shatter stigmas. Are you a woman who longs for a sense of community and understanding? Well, stick around. There is a seat for you here. This is your host, Tay. And co-host, Amy. And we're just two best friend millennial moms and entrepreneurs navigating life and motherhood while on a spiritual healing journey.
1: We don't do surface level, and we're definitely not your typical moms. So let's dig deep. We plan to cover it all and take you behind the scenes as we share our personal experiences, learn more about the holistic side of healing, and introduce all the incredible humans we've met along the way. Join us as
0: we share the good, the bad, and the ugly side of healing. We hope to help you step into your power. Thanks so much for listening. Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Sacred Rebels. We are so excited to have Anina here and Amy will introduce her after we
1: start off with our deep Big breath. One hand on the heart, one hand on the belly. Really expel all the energy out, push it out. And then big inhale through the nose, lift up, rise up, fill up. And then exhale slowly, let it go. So we are so honored to have Anina Hansen here tonight. She is spearheading the Monadnock region trauma-informed communities and i am so excited to talk about addiction and trauma and you know what what that is and what that looks like and you know the the area and the way that it's going for addiction treatment because it's really what i believe and i know taylor believes also is like it's trauma like the
2: there's no point in having a conversation about addiction without trauma
1: right yes yeah amen I love that. Yeah. So that's what we're gonna do. So she picked a card and <laughs> so she's gonna read her card and it's you know so crazy because it's the same card we pulled last week. I literally, if you watched my live, it's the same card I pulled in my live this morning for the app and it is really just such a powerful message that it really needs to be said, I guess. It
2: yeah, does. I guess so. I pulled number 37, focus on the light.
1: Focus on the light.
0: And so did you read a little bit of the description? What what kind of stood out to you? Because I know everyone takes away something different from...
1: Right. Well, I only got,
2: you know, got to start at the very beginning, but it's just all this, you know, it's this incredibly positive message of something's coming, something's building, something's here, you know, focus on the light could mean many different things that was not the first place that I would have gone with it but this you know it says you may start to feel as if you cannot walk outside without stumbling into something helpful wonderful and inspiring well yep. I'm okay with that yep. you know, I'll take yep. that for an oracle <laughs> reading any day yeah magic wants to happen for you now
0: yes yes <laughs>
2: cool I want magic to happen for me now so yes bring it
0: love that yes. so much and that must be like a collective message that we all need to hear because you know Three times now we've we've pulled right? that card. And it's uh, it's significant. Focus on the light. That needs to be the message. And maybe that's what we a lot of us need to hear right now.
1: Yeah. Well, because it, it is dark. And it's like what I say, right? We can't let this dark mm-hmm. world dim our light any longer. Cause it's and seasons transitioning. The season, yeah, like yeah. we're about
0: to enter our dark, you know, hibernation stage. And yep. we really need to focus on the light and continue to look forward to what's coming and not, you know, dread these Yeah. Short days, cold weather.
2: The light that is still here. Focusing on that, like you know, now I wake up in the morning and it's dark out, and it's just oh, the dread of how many months it will be before it's light again when I wake up. But I can focus on all the light that is still here that I do still have. Yeah,
1: Yeah, definitely. That's a good. That's a good reminder. Yeah. All right. So what? So what is a little bit of your backstory that like got you here? got you into this, you know, passion for spreading the word for trauma, you know, information.
2: Yeah. Uh it is a passion. Um and it has been a and a road full of twists and turns that I would not have foreseen and certainly would not have chosen. Um but also overall, I mean, it's been it's been great and here I am. Um I grew up in a very conservative religious community and when i left that in my mid 20s i was very unprepared for the big bad world mm. and but it was just a knowing in me like when you can't when you can't stay anymore and you just know and it was devastating i was heartbroken i was terrified and the last thing i wanted to do was to leave my safe community of people i'd known and loved my whole life and just you know that voice that made me go yeah Um, kind of kicking and screaming the whole way and and then i got out there and took me years to i mean ever since my whole life i've been i've been finding um finding where i'm supposed to be um but anyway part of that was um i did not think that a church girl such as myself could ever end up an alcoholic because just please you know that's for that's for those people and i'm not those people and and then um and I was, and I am, whatever. So that's, I I got married, I got divorced, I ran away to Africa. It just, things Ooh. all just went in a direction that I hadn't foreseen for myself. And it, that was an incredible adventure. I lived in Kenya for 11 years. I
0: was going to say, I need to hear more about this Africa tri- it was excursion. It was a
2: two-week volunteer trip, and I stayed 11 years. Oh so. my God,
0: imagine oh, uh, my mom, my mom's leaving next week for, <laughs> well, or two weeks from now for Kenya for two weeks for like a mission trip, and I'm mm-hmm. like, "You better be
2: coming back. I know, right? It is an amazing place, um, and it was an amazing experience for me, and very much, I was still only a few years out of the church, I was still finding myself, my marriage ended right around that time, and and it was just, oh, now what? No, I guess I live in Kenya now, and, and I just stayed completely, you know... That's finding so ways beautiful, I went.
0: though. You know, that's it's almost like starting over. Like, oh, it very like... much
2: was. It was a, it was a recreation
0: yeah, of that's myself. Yeah, was so
2: beautiful. Uh, a, just, you know, a really conscious, like, I'm taking agency of my life now. Yeah. And I'm on the other side of the world. Nobody knows me. Nobody has any preconceived notions. I can be whoever I say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was really empowering for me in a lot of ways. Um, and it was also, in, in some ways, a power that I really wasn't ready for or just, you know, I I mean, I spiraled into alcoholism instantly. That was one of those, you know, hey, nobody's here to judge me or have any opinions anymore about my life. Woohoo, I can drink all I want. Yeah. So whatever. Mm -hmm. Nothing wrong with that. That was that was my path. But I made some very self destructive choices. Yeah. As the years went by. But I also lived an incredible life of discovery that was really rich and and it was a huge time of becoming for me, mm. of, of all the, the becoming that I'd never been able to have before in this, in this community that told me who I was. Yeah. Mm. And I was years behind the game of figuring that out. So it was just this gorgeous experience. And um, I ended up adopting my daughter there, another unplanned Aww. life change that came along. And, and just, yeah, it was magical. And um,
1: How old is she now? 11. That's so beautiful. I
2: know. Yeah. Yeah. She's I love my, that so much. my unplanned adoption and that's been the most amazing experience and so many good things. Um and just a lot of, of complication that I created for myself just because I didn't know how not to do that yet. It's I'm I'm so aware I'm forty six years now and just I like forty six years old and I look back at just I've been growing up. Mm. And I still am, you know. Yeah. And I'm sure I still will be for a long time. And part yeah, of that was my. Yeah, simple as that. You're yeah,
0: growing, right? You're growing. We up. all are. And, yeah.
2: and what would be the point if we weren't? Like exactly. Who wants to have arrived? But some of us are maybe a little more stunted than others. I think <laughs> have a little more territory to make up.
1: <laughs> I said. I said it today. Well, it's beautiful because. There, there is no treading water in this life, like, unfortunately, right now. We're either going backwards. You're either, like, falling backwards, going into old habits, doing things that, you know, yeah. we're not proud of those. Or you're making a conscious decision to want change and grow. Yeah. And that's a forever fucking journey, unfortunately. Like, yeah. we're never going to arrive. But who wants to? Because, I no. like, arriving is, like, you know, it feels ending. It almost yeah. seems boring. Right? Right?
0: Like if you've arrived, like that's it. Yeah. Like there's it. nothing else.
2: <laughs> nothing else to learn. Yeah. Like nothing right, is else it? to discover. Yeah, I think so too. Um,
0: so when did you come back from Kenya? How so long came have you back been here in the states? Four again?
2: years. Okay. That was 2019, less than a year before COVID. So I was real grateful to be back here. Then came back with my daughter and um, almost immediately met a man who is like the the man. You mm. know, the man I'd been waiting for and we had a couple also very up and down but very wonderful years and he was um also a person in recovery and very involved in the recovery community a very visible figure an advocate and um and then one day he died of an overdose and it just it It was just out of nowhere for me. I mean, I knew just in the last few weeks of his life. Oh, my gosh. uh, I knew that he was struggling again. I didn't know it was an ongoing thing. I thought it was a one-off. And, um, yeah, and then suddenly he was gone. and It was just, thank you. Me too. It was, there were so many paradigm shifts that occurred for me around that time of just the life I've been, the life I thought I was living Mm -hmm. wasn't really the one that I was living. And looking at myself for all all the stories i had been telling myself and you know these last it's only been two years well two two and a quarter now um he died on solstice so every time there's a season change it's you know oh the equinox was last Mm. week two years and three months since he died you know it's it comes around these quarterly anniversaries of that which has become a bit precious for me it's it's just this this you know part of that whole life cycle is so yeah. visible there um I don't remember what I was saying do you know was I saying something yeah wrong? about
1: like about his overdose yeah in the paradigm yeah. of your life like, yeah just shifting
2: yes that that journey has been so vivid for me these last couple of years of, of kind of a condensed you know awakening departure discovery growth transformation that mm. whole metamorphosis that i could say you know there was the first 25 years of my life and then there's these 20 years since i left and and that but then this two years is like this little microcosm of of all of it all over again just this these we're so cyclical uh as humans and especially as women mm-hmm. and it has been a gift for me to be drawn into that you know this this close awareness of that in my daily lived experience of just this tremendous process that we're part of as humans living on this planet that um, it it runs whether we run it or not yeah. and all this that I can look at my whole life and I can look at all these different aspects of my life and just they just happened without my help and you know the seasons after he died, we, we went to stay with a friend for a while because it's just, you know, everything, you know, we, we've lost our home, yeah, we've lost our life, we've lost the whole like, now what, now what? Mm-hmm. And I have a wonderful friend who's also sober and she said, you know, just come, just come, stay in my guest room, just be here and, and figure things out. And she had a house on a long driveway and I would go outside on, and walk on the driveway so my daughter wouldn't hear me crying and just walk up and down that long driveway it was you know way down went through the woods and and very quickly i realized like it wasn't about needing to cry in private it was about Oh, when I'm outside walking and being out under the trees like this, nature. it soothed me. Mm-hmm. And and ever since, it's, you know, over two years that I've never missed a day of walking outside. Like, I, that saved my life. That yeah. was, like, my mental health survival. I'd go outside and walk up and down that driveway however many times a day. God knows. And, and that, like, in the immediate tense kept it's me so going connecting and grounding yes. and then in the bigger picture as time went by and the weeks passed and the months passed and the seasons changed and and I saw it all happening because I'm walking up and down this same area there's open lawn here and then there's woods there and I'm seeing this life and that and just and I saw that same environment every day with the seasons shifting and shifting and all this stuff that happened and you know Spring came and, and the cardinals came back. Mm. And there was a cardinal that sang to me every morning for three weeks straight. And then it was gone. Just, you know, these little things that, oh, this is life. This is just how it goes. And I'm thinking about death. And I just discovered it. was like this whole, you know, I'm the first person to ever realize <laughs> this, that that death and life, there's no separating them. No. There's no such thing. It is they are different points on this continuum. And that, for me, I mean... What a horrible way to make this magnificent discovery that has just grounded
1: and shaped so much. I feel in, like every big discovery comes from something it does. traumatic like yeah. you it does. You have to or like devastating, the, yeah. Right? Like the grief and the suffering and the pain like it's like in those moments, right. in the worst of the worst moments is really where the most magic happens. Yeah. Because, because you, no no life
2: without death. <laughs> That's how nature is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and all of that leads to the answer to your question of how did I get into this? You know, Mm -hmm. all these different just course corrects and everything along the way that brought me to this point of the job came along. You know, after he died, I went and started working in the recovery field. You know, this is I can step in and be in his place and I'm in recovery and whatever. So this is really meaningful. And then this job came along to promote this Trauma-Informed Communities program. Brand new program. We don't even know. Like, we're figuring it out as we go. We get to shape it. And it was just, for me, like, it put all the pieces together. Mm. Oh, this, this, mm. you know, addiction and grief and and leaving ourselves and finding new versions of ourselves and, and all of this and the pain that underlies why people why i and and other everybody you know we do these really self-destructive things like i can see this is hurting me but i can't stop why not you know i've never been satisfied with this whole well you know just this black and white it isn't black and white it is Mm. so complex and and i want to understand and when i started learning about trauma for me I have experienced it as such like this is the missing piece yeah or at least it is a missing piece that fits in so many different places because humans are smart and we're gifted and like our natural human selves I believe we we want to be brilliant and loving and light and wonderful yes. and then we do these catastrophic things and just get trapped and stuck and where and why is this and all this like how this is such a this is such a contradiction and trauma to me just it, it explained myself to myself it explained my late partner to me it explains mm. everybody I know just this we we hurt ourselves because we're hurting yeah. and why are we hurting and why do we even bother talking about how to stop hurting ourselves or, you know, any of these other things that come down here at the end? If we don't go back to the beginning, well, what hurts and why does it hurt and what do I need to do for that? And again, it comes back to that whole cyclical piece, you yeah. know, it's we, we don't live these linear lives. Well, first, this happened and then this and then this and then this and this is it's the past but when you look at it in in this continuum thing it's like we're constantly i don't yeah. know about you but i replay my past yeah. over and over again i revisit i recreate it and and looking at trauma and looking at it from you know this this is my job this is a professional i have to learn and i have to know and <laughs> the intellectual exercise of it yeah. has been such a gift coming on the the heels of this deeply spiritual exercise that was my grief process yeah,
0: after part he died. Of your healing, yeah.
2: Yeah, and then putting those together, This this spiritual, I don't know if that's the best word, but, you know, a, a spiritual, mental, emotional way of looking at the world, and then this kind of this intellectual component. But ultimately, it's also a spiritual, mental, emotional way. Like when we look at trauma and the things that occur in our lives, and how we are impacted by those things that occur—it is so deeply personal. Yeah. It is so—it's um, like it's there in every cell. We we are we're supercharged with our own experiences. We're infused with them, and 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 you can't just you know pick out one piece <laughs> or another. There has to be like reinfusion yeah. with with new things, but also. And this is another thing that grief taught me is just the honoring of the wound, the loss, the yes. the whatever it was. Not like, oh, that was bad. And once I'm over that, it'll be good. Like the hurt really hurts and we grow from it. And and mm-hmm. just no life without death, no birth without death. And, yeah. and so putting it all together, what I bring as I've been learning about this is just... The, I think this word gets way overused, but, you know, just the holistic piece yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. Um, because it is. It is holistic. It all fits together. And so then that's why I love the conversation around addiction and trauma and recovery, whatever that is, because it is highly subjective. Um And that these, these all just have their place on the continuum. There's never this point where it's like, I'm all better for my addictedness. <laughs> it's just who we are that... Our pain cries out for relief Mm. and we soothe it and sometimes destructively and sometimes in ways that we have control over and others not so much and sometimes in socially acceptable ways and sometimes, oh, not in socially acceptable ways, but it's still all just ultimately the same thing. And the, the trauma is all just unfolding and recovery is also always unfolding on a continuum because it's really, it's just that return to ourselves and, and to relationship with, with the entirety of ourselves, I think. And it all just, you can't separate any of it.
1: Well, I say it's like, you know, a lot of the stuff that we're, we're doing in, in breath work and the healing work that we're doing, we're all just a bunch of seven-year-olds doing it in a tantrum because of like walking around is like our hurt broken self that you know can't express openly and freely and then that dictates our entire whatever yeah. trauma comes out from that because our bodies don't understand trauma the way our brains logically yeah. understand trauma yeah so we're always trying to put a logical uh, explanation to our trauma that's in our bodies right and our bodies are holding on to it and it's not your mind that's triggered when something happens to you from a situation it's your body that's triggered and your body sends a message to your mind right and so people that are just so unaware of it they think it all lives up here in 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 the mind and it's like No, it's stored in your body and you have to get that out. You have to have movement practices. You have to, you know, emotions are energy. And if you're stuffing down your emotions, those emotions are being stuffed and stored in your body. Right. And the best way that I always explain it is we're stuffing these emotions down. We're going down. We're, we're going about our day. We're like, oh, that wasn't that bad. We're going about our next day. It wasn't that bad. And, and you're just, like, going about your day just stuffing all this shit down, down. And then you're walking and your fucking arm, your shirt gets stuck on a door handle <laughs> right. And when you're, like, running late, right? And right. you just lose your goddamn yes. mind because you just like absolutely right. <laughs> snap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, Over a like,
2: little thing. Because right. it's not. It's the culmination of everything. Right. That we've that, been ignoring.
1: That you're choosing. And then when we have that awareness and we just have radical self-acceptance and love for ourselves no matter the mistakes that we made. Stop looking yeah. at them as mistakes. You know, the life is hard. And like the, like. Yeah. They always talk about you know challenges and and getting through challenges and this and that. Challenges are the path.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like the path is a challenge. Like this, that's it. There isn't. There is no way around. Because that's what we were it. saying. It'd it's, be
2: too boring if we've ever arrived, yeah.
1: right? Yeah. Like you, we just have to understand that. Like the shit yeah. is always gonna happen. It's just about having the awareness, having the radical acceptance, and then. Growing, continuing to choose to be like, okay, I'm not a prisoner of my yeah. past. Right. And remaining grateful for yeah. it all. Well, and
2: what I love about all this so much is that what I've been learning with my work is the science behind mm. it. Because for years, I mean, even back... When I was drinking back before, I mean, when I first left the church and, you know, well, now what's, what's my anchor going to be now? I felt so adrift and have, you know, been on a a spiritual quest for the last couple decades and all of it comes around. And and it turns out there's science at the bottom of all of it. Who friggin' knew? Yeah. You know? (laughs) Yeah. But
1: just. So much science. Yeah. This idea like. So much science. More awareness. And this is what we say about you know, twelve step programs and those kinds of things, which I love you know, we'll never talk about it. I'm so so grateful for the twelve step program. Yeah. But it's outdated knowledge. There is mm-hmm. so much science now about the awarenesses, about rewiring neural pathways of the yeah. brain, about how yeah. trauma is stored in the body, about yeah. how you yeah. we can actually heal ourselves and we don't have to be sick forever. This right. is like it's just very outdated Dated knowledge and that's okay and it even says in the big book it says if something's not working you throw it out and get, get something, something new, new. Huh. you know so it's like yeah okay this did that and that's amazing if that's it but if you're feeling stuck or feeling like it's not enough there's all this new education out there there's there's all so this much. new science so much. Yeah. since 1936 like, do you know well, what I'm saying? And like, it's funny
2: how you don't know it's there until you know it's there. Like, right. I was I was doing my whole, like, focused in this lane, and then all of a sudden, trauma. What? There's this <laughs> whole, like, and all of it makes so much sense. And all of it, oh, this explains that. This explains that. This explains, And it's been there, and other people have known it, and, and other people have been talking about it. And it just, it never came to my ears and my awareness. And then when it does, like, oh, light bulb. well, you know, now I know.
0: Yeah, light bulb. You know? yeah. yeah,
2: exactly. And that's really exciting because... There's just so much out there. And I think, you know, this comes back to what we said at the beginning. There's no point having a conversation about addiction if we don't talk about trauma, because that's that's like, why do we need an exactly. addiction? Why is anybody going to do something so self-destructive as as it becomes as time goes by, unless there's something just terribly deep, wrong deep that is too us. painful to yep. look at mm-hmm. well if there's a better definition of trauma than that i don't know like exactly it hurts so much and we don't understand it we don't know what to do and we stuff it in exactly like you said and and the fact that there's all these ways to deal with it i have really enjoyed learning about polyvagal theory which is just one component of it but just that idea of um the different, you know, what fight or flight is and why it happens. And then the whole freeze stage, what it is and why it happens. And then I look at myself oh god i have spent so much of my life in freeze yeah and and i beating myself up why am i not more productive and just all oh, this thing happened i got my feelings hurt and i couldn't get off the couch for hours i'm such a loser and and then just to be oh god no there's it's literally like my breaker tripped and the system was like wow cannot handle any more distress here's how i'll keep you safe you're gonna collapse on the couch for hours and you're gonna yeah. live And, you know, when I lost my life partner, God, just the devastation of that. But I look back and see how smart my body was (sighs) to get me through that that devastation, that grief. It was it was a physical experience for me that this felt pain and I survived it because my body knew how. Yeah. Yeah. And that the heartache that kept me in bed and and just whatever or, you know, trudging up and down the driveway, all these things. It just I, I look back and I can honor That wisdom, but I can even honor the wisdom of my drinking that, God, of course I drank. What a brilliant cure. I mean, really, substances?
1: (laughs) They're friggin' amazing. It worked. Well, here's the thing is that. Until it didn't. The substances and drugs activate our own chemicals, our own dopamine, our own serotonin. So when you find out there's practices that are not alcohol and drugs that you can activate your own dopamine, your oxytocin, your serotonin, all this stuff, all your own, through your breath, you're like, holy shit, they've been lying to us. Like we don't actually need to go. Or even just movement. That it's so powerful to know that our own bodies secrete an antidepressant made for us, <laughs> right? right? Like nobody's ever gone for a walk, or you know, that's what your body was doing. It was creating right. that movement because mm-hmm. it knew how to release your own happy chemicals. Nobody's ever gone to the gym or gone to a yoga class and like really regretted that. Like, right. No, yeah. you're, it's the before. <laughs> I feel awful, right? <laughs> no, <Nobody laughs> said nobody ever after a workout, right? Mm. So when you know those things and you have that knowledge and awareness. You're just like, holy yeah. shit like mind blown. Yeah, well, and that's the other thing. That's my other biggest thing about twelve step is that we have been taught to go outside of ourselves. That you need to right. go outside of ourselves. You need to have a spawn like you need to do these step things.
2: Religion. Reli- yeah. Organized religion. Yep, I mean right.
1: classic. Yeah.
2: You, you are screwed up. Go out there yes. and this outside presence force authority will tell you. How to get right again
1: yeah right and it's really it's in you you yeah, are god you are a spark wisdom. of creation you are a spark of god like you are that you are your own you know in god and universe and we're all connected and it's just so beautiful when you figure that out that you don't have to go outside of yourself for anything we need obviously you know teachers and we have guides and nature is our teachers and instrument yeah. all these things we have right. all these beautiful teachers and peoples that have come before us to lead the way but it's inside you. But we get to choose. At the mm-hmm. end, like, that
2: was so pivotal for me to learn. And, I mean, it was just so audacious that I'm my final authority. Like, I have the final yeah. word have the final on, what's, say. on what's right for me or not. I mean, that's still, even just to say it, there's a little bit of, like, a hint of blasphemy there. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Did
0: I just say that?
1: <sighs> But, but again, yeah.
0: you're unlearning the old programming that you've probably grew up with, right? So it's like it's probably weird to say things like that, but you know, like that's your divine inner knowing. That was that divine yeah. inner knowing of being like, you need to leave. You're, you've, right. you've kind of just grown out of this. There's more for you. And same thing now, like some, right. like even some things like I do, especially now after leaving the recovery community, like it's like, oh, like am I? Is this? Should I be doing this? Do you know? Like, and I'll be like, no, like I. I know. Yeah. If mm. I can do something or not. I know if I'm able to do something or not. And there's no more question or doubt anymore. Like I'm not going to like keep doubting my own decisions, my own my own intuition like if i know something's not right trust me i get a fucking gut feeling in my stomach that you cannot ignore right something doesn't feel right i'm like super anxious freaking out calling her like oh my god you know it's fight or flight this is your body reacts so this isn't safe you already know the answers you already know
2: and that also the kind of the converse of that is safety which has been another just such a huge gift of learning about trauma for me because what we're looking for what i've been looking for my whole life is that that safe place and that was always out there too Mm. somebody else will make me safe somebody else approves of me and that keeps me safe and all these things that you know what that was true when i was younger that was what kept me safe was being good enough and towing the line and keeping the rules and and getting certain people to approve and all those things and now I'm 46 years old, and I'm my safe place. and yes. I'm and, and that's that's kind of like the, yes, the yes, gift yes, and yes, the yes. curse, you know, because oh my God, I'm my safe place, I like know. but I'm a mess. and how do I, you know, <laughs> trying to but but the consciousness. That requires of me to to look at my life, well, what choices am I making that are creating safety for myself or that aren't? Yeah. I mean, imagine looking at addiction just through that filter alone. Yeah. So many things when I look back because, okay, alcohol, was that's always been my drug of choice, you know, quick and easy, dependable, and you can get it anywhere and whatever, but... When that's not around, please, there's so many yeah. other ways that I can check out and that I can make the pain go away and that I can distract myself, that I can set my life on fire, yeah. whatever it needs to be. And so to me, just to have it all come down to, oh, but this is what I've been looking for, no matter what, I'm looking for a safe place and, and I'm looking for community Mm. that is safe and because that's a biological need and here it is again in the science we need other people to survive not just when we're infants but through our whole lives Mm -hmm. and came from tribes
0: yeah we're We're
2: tribal and we need that and women need that especially it is so important for us and so what choices can i make that increase my experience of a tribe and who really is safe for me who feels safe Mm. for me to be around and who doesn't and and all of it coming down to down you know this choice that i have i get to choose whether or not to spend time with this person and looking at the people. That's growing like, up
0: in itself. Yeah.
2: How do they make me keeping feel? How do ba- I feel exactly when I'm with them? keeping
0: those healthy boundaries yeah. when that person doesn't make you feel safe. Because right. before, old, you know, addictive tendencies or old patterns, old behaviors, like, we would keep these people around for, like, who fucking knows why, but we'd yeah. keep them around. And well, now-
2: sometimes we keep them around because they feel safe because they're so much like... The people that were around us when yeah. we were young mm. and it's that it's that uncomfortable comfort zone True. you know they feel safe because they're familiar, familiar. but in fact they're just reenacting my early experiences of aggression and and lack of safety
1: and we're so attached it's like being attached to identities right like not it's the radical acceptance being like okay yeah this was a part of my life it was a huge part of my life but it no longer aligns with who and what I'm doing anymore and it is completely okay to go okay that's not working anymore so I'm gonna radically change my life also and do something completely different and that's okay I'm gonna leave all these people that I thought were gonna be in my life forever and that's okay and there's nothing wrong with that and that doesn't make me a bad person that doesn't make me a bad friend because we cycle around it's a constant cycle and it's okay you can stay there I'm gonna go here and I'm so unattached because I know that if it was supposed to be it would be nothing leaves nothing happens in this universe ever by mistake. Yeah. And we may. And, and it's okay to mourn and grieve and still like release and, and mourn that part of you that allowed those people in your life and allowed that behavior for so long. Mourn, grieve, grow, yeah. and then keep it moving. And that doesn't make me crazy or it doesn't make me, you know, multiple personality or right. like whatever fucking label people want to throw it on because we have these people in our lives for a thing. And then you choose to grow, you choose to change, you choose to accept, you move it along. Mm-hmm. And the people, it's it's different in stages, it's yeah. seasons of life, and yep. it's so okay. Like, I think that that's what people get so caught up in of like, oh, what are people going to think about me if I don't have the same friends that I thought that I, yeah. you know what I mean? And, or the attachment, I was so attached to the person I was in AA, this big, you know what I mean? Because I like spoke at all these things and I was just so attached to that identity yes. or identity. the number or the years or the, whatever it was, right? And yeah. then I'd just be like, oh. Okay, that's not who I am anymore. Cool. Now I'm this other thing and I love it even more. That transition. Yeah. And it's so beautiful and I feel like that's why people stay so stuck because they're just so worried about what other people are going to think about them. But it's like Cyrus says, the only person you're promised to spend the rest of your life with is you. Yeah. You're the only person that you're promised to spend the rest of your life with. So you need to love you more than anybody else fucking loves you.
2: Yeah, and you need to be your own safety because nobody yes. else ever can be. No. And you know, to your point back there a minute ago where you were talking about, well, sometimes we have to leave people and we have to walk behind. Or sometimes they die and suddenly disappear. And yeah. that to me was very profound as far as sometimes it it comes along and and we don't have choice in that, and so then the choice is what do I do with it afterwards mm-hmm. when yeah. I didn't choose this change, this change occurred. And, you know, I didn't understand surrender and that whole concept that we talk about so much in AA until Phil died. And I was like, oh, surrender is just agreeing that this happened. Like, mm-hmm. it's real. He's dead and he's never coming back. And I can't fix it. And I can't. There's no loophole. Yeah. Like, I looked. <laughs> there was none. Yeah. And, and
0: There's no it, black magic out there. Right. Bring someone back. And
2: this, this just... This is what happened, and all I can do is live in this reality, which is recovery and which is recovery from trauma. Yeah. and and that's it. That's my only choice here. And surrender for me really finally became real in that, not just oh you know I surrender my desire for a drink or anything like that. It was I surrendered that. I am screaming and raging against this loss. God damn Mother, just <laughs> no. and and then just saying, yeah, I hate everything about this, but it's just what's so. And all I really have to do is agree with it. And that for me, was my path back to life. But there's so many different versions of, here's the reality that was, and that season has passed. And now there's a new reality, there's a new season, there's a new iteration of yeah. of my life and my circumstances. And the trauma piece is why that does not feel safe. It is so alarming. This change, no, 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 this is bad. You know, I want my known quantity. And the healing from trauma piece, part of that is I trust myself to accommodate this yeah. change, even if I didn't want it, even if it has upended my life, even, you know, the loss of a substance that I relied on. And now how the fuck am I supposed to handle my anxiety without it? I just have to be my anxious self. And yet, here I am, years later, and I am being my anxious self and living a good life anyway, you know, just this, because there's other ways, there's other yeah. ways to manage it. And and just how it all that surrender piece is stepping back and letting this this force, you know, my higher power is the impulse toward life that that makes grass grow through concrete. That, to me, yes. sums it up. This is going to happen without any human intervention, and it is just this natural imperative to live and survive no matter what. That's what kept me going after Phil died when I was just like, fuck this shit. Yeah. And thank God for my daughter because I didn't have, you know, just I have to stay here and yeah, for her. For her. But, but in the bigger sense, just, I want, I want, and, and to be able to get to the point where I want whatever this life is, you know, my first sponsor had lost her son suddenly. And, and she said, you have to choose life and you have to choose this life. Mm -hmm. And that was an exercise for me for months and months. I choose life and I choose this life, even though I am in anguish and, you know, there's so many different versions of that. And and we can go all the way back to I choose this life where this 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 happened when I was a kid. And this 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 is how I interpreted it and all these things, you know, the the cycle that unfolds, this whole life path tracing back to God, these things that happened that shouldn't have happened. Yeah. And yet I choose this life and then what can I do with it? And then there's so much life and power in that, you know, the 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 recreation. That's possible inside that surrender. This is what's so I don't have to agree with it. I don't have to like it. I don't have to say yes, hooray. This is what I would have picked or anything. I just have to say yeah, this is my reality. It is what's so and that coming back to reality, I think is the healing from trauma. This is what's so and now what? and now what that focus on the light idea you know what's in this that is light that i can look at no matter what is dark not pretending the dark away it's here and it sucks it's awful you know nobody drinks for you know destructively for shits and giggles we don't do it because it's fun and great and you know we do it because we're in pain and we're we're hurting ourselves worse and we can't stop and just the darkness is there it's not that it's not real and we honor that yeah this is a terrible thing these things they should never have happened whatever this shouldn't have been done to me I shouldn't have had to live through that no child should be treated that way whatever it may be and now what that focus on the light right now today Mm -hmm. there's so much power in that and so the whole trauma piece and the science of trauma and how it fits together I think at at its heart is like everything is it's a spiritual journey and just are we going to say yes or not
1: yeah so it's so true and it's like hurt people hurt people right and it's yeah. like hurt people and you're also if you're hurting other people you're hurting yourself yeah and it it's is the never journey cycle. I said it today I was at a treatment center this morning and and one of the kids you know was just like talking in his card I I give them cards and it was just talking about self-love and so if you truly love yourself and if you truly on that journey of self-love and self-discovery, you're not going to treat your body that way. Yeah, You're not going to want to reach out and you're going to be like, no, this isn't good. Like I'm loving myself. I'm on mm. this self-love journey and I'm loving myself And that. And that's an action word, right? So yes. if I'm loving myself, I'm going to, you know, do my best to eat healthy foods. I'm going to do my best to treat my body right. I'm going to do my best to do these things because I know I'm not going to put harmful stuff substances into my body because I truly love myself and know I'm a divine being and I know that these things are not good for me and that's not only substances but then it's the behaviors right there's like two pieces of it that that that's what it is when you really finally gain that real true love that real trueness of I am safe I am home in my body because a lot of people through trauma I mean I lived outside my body Right. Yeah. You know, for I didn't so even long. for so, long, so I, long. I was never safe in my own body. So of course, so I have no problem chugging a bottle, right, or sticking a needle in my arm, or taking a handful of pills because I wasn't even in my body. So right. I didn't understand that I was, you know, causing myself yeah. this harm.
2: Yeah. The self love and the self healing is very much that process of return to oneself, mm-hmm. and it occurs very much in a physical level, but also that cyclical, like. Sometimes I have more access to that self-love and sometimes I have less. Yeah. And sometimes I'm like, yeah, I'm going to eat great. And other times I'm like, I'm going to eat a package of Oreos.
1: I just ate and McDonald's. It's, <laughs>
2: right. And it's all okay. And I think that, too, Literally. is such a huge piece of it. Yeah. That, that was that's self- not linear either. Like, now I will never eat McDonald's again because yeah. now I love myself. No, yeah. I love myself. And so sometimes I'm going to eat McDonald's or eat the pack of Oreos because in that moment, that's what's keeping so, me okay.
1: Yes. That's what self-love is in that moment.
0: That's self-love right. is. And the acceptance. Treating of, yourself with some junk food. Yeah. Yeah, if, okay. Like
2: if it's that or have a blood sugar slump or something. But also, for me, it's that... Well, if I'm in fight or flight, if I'm in freeze, I my my reasoning mind is offline until I return, you know, come out of those yeah. crisis states. And mm. so what gets me out of that crisis state that isn't going to kill me? So, yeah, instead of alcohol, hallelujah, let's eat the pack of Oreos. That's a okay. great thing. But the point is, whatever is getting me back to myself is okay yeah. and and sometimes it's really high and lofty and sometimes it's not but all of it becomes that process of self-love if i'm returning myself to safety yes yeah
1: because i feel
0: i feel like that's a big part of it too it's like if we're not these perfect beings and we're not perfect to ourselves and we have a tough right. day and we didn't wake up earlier we didn't do our morning routine or we didn't do that it's like that that like Again, this is like my old self beliefs and stuff, negative beliefs, but it's like I'm a failure. I didn't do what I needed to do. It's right. like, no, I was tired today and I'm going to honor that right. and I'm going to forgive myself for that because I don't need to be perfect. I don't need to show up perfect every day. I need to do what my, what feels right for me. And if sleeping in till eight felt right. good today, then that's what I did, you know?
2: Well, and our nervous system, like we have to regulate ourselves again in order to have have access to making the better choices. So self-forgiveness, self-compassion they're so imperative, but I can't access those when I'm in a crisis state. Mm. Then it's just gone. Then I'm just in survival and in in the the self-blame, the self-chastising, yeah. whatever. And so whatever that's why I love, you know, what you were saying about movement and things like that. When we learn the tools that that handle the the trauma response we can come back so much more quickly yep. to that centered place where my nervous system is regulated again, and then I'm like, "Oh,
0: I ate a pack of or- who don't care." Yeah, That's for okay. me, it's the self-awareness though, because yeah. like I can notice. I'm very quick to notice my own self-destructive patterns or my own negative self-talk when I'm in those like in that crisis mode and that survival mode. So for me, it's like I'm I'm. It's a lot quicker. Like mm-hmm. I'm able to like I'm very self aware now because I've I've done so much work around around that specifically. My own thoughts are mm. like my own worst enemy. So now I'm very quick to be like, Nope, I'm not gonna talk to myself like that. Right. Like, nope, we're not doing that. Right. Nope. Like no self like before I would go on for days or right. like a week. And now it's and just that's like that's, that's an hour. the big difference. Yeah. It's
2: not that it doesn't happen, it's that when it happens. I can bring myself back yep. a whole lot more quickly yep.
0: and and that's
2: healing who know? it's you know it's not this gold standard of just perfection from now yes. on it's every time I fall down I can get back up again exactly and my life doesn't end because I've fallen down and and I don't chastise myself for eating a pack of Oreos exactly yeah, you know it's all just it all becomes part of this whole this bigger picture of how well am I being in general and when I, when I, you know, whatever, I'm going overboard with this Oreos analogy here, but just whenever I did whatever wasn't in my own big term best interests, being able to look back and say, well, what was
0: going on for me then? Mm-hmm. And for me, it's
2: most often I haven't been getting enough sleep. Mm. I'm, I'm feeling too stressed and pressured
0: overstimulated overwhelmed yeah. yeah like
2: it's not complicated it's not this big oh my whole life all these things that happened no it's really just I didn't get enough sleep the last few nights and and I haven't been walking as much as I would like to like it's simple stuff when it comes down yeah. to it that are my course corrects that get me back to being okay again and and I like to play games and think oh well if I had done this and all these big things but really when it comes down to it because it's our body yeah. It, and because it's science, so just like you were saying, we think it's all up here in the mind, it's not. And here my body being like, you know what, just give me a little more sleep and drink some more water today and, and I'll be good. I'm good yeah. to go. I'm really strong. I'm a body. I know how to do this. And, and that relationship again with ourselves and the science of it, it really is just so basic. Oh, my God, I just needed to take care of my body in, yeah. in really basic ways. Mm-hmm. Meditation is so important because it regulates me and that helps my body be in the centered place where it does everything all my systems work the way they need to work when I'm regulated and and I love the simplicity of that and so I'm trying in the midst of a busy life where I have work that I'm passionate about and I have things I care about and I'm a single mom and and I've got you know my own I'm a writer like there's things I want to do and just all of it and to come back to How do I keep myself in my simplicity today, though? Because that's actually the place from which I can do all the things I want to do. I can't do the things from the do, do, do place. I have to do them from that being place. Mm -hmm. How am I taking care of myself today? How am I showing up in my body in a loving relationship with it?
0: Yeah.
2: And it's kind of that simple and... Flow state. Yeah. 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 It's that basic... It's that basic, but it's a huge exercise, and when we have trauma, we're so, um, like, that's where all the wiring takes us. Like, you talked about rewiring the neural pathways. Mm -hmm. We we get wired when we're young, when our brains are forming to a certain place, you know, speak up for yourself, and a bad thing happens, so never speak up for yourself, and and, and then if there's any opportunity to even speak up, bam, my my panic, you know, my body goes right into that panic state, and it totally happens without me even noticing it, you know, all these things that the the more i get still the more you know all this these these practices that have been around for millennia turn out to to, well that's really smart there was you know there's science behind that too the more we get still the more we we silence ourselves and and just go inside and listen the more i have access to that that inner self-healing yeah
0: back to the basics yeah so talking about trauma and all these things i know it's just it's such a beautiful thing to know that you've you've done so much research and you're you're so passionate about it because that's how i feel like i once i once i knew i needed to heal a lot of my childhood trauma a lot of my childhood sexual trauma to be in a loving committed relationship to show up to be the the best mom i can be to 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 be a good fucking human i just like boom dove dove deep into learning about it researching it like all of the things right Um, so for me, it's like, I, I just think it's so beautiful when people realize that, no, it's, it's a lot more than just addiction or just alcoholism. Like it is trauma. Right. All of our problems stem from some type of trauma.
1: So. Then you can start looking at people with compassion too. Exactly. You know what I mean. You can be like, oh my God, they those people like to want to treat their bodies like that or want to live that kind of existence of constantly chasing and constantly running. Like, yes, I feel I see them and I see their pain. It's not it's not this you know morally bad person that's just this piece of fucking shit that everybody's like, oh, the junkie, the alcoholic. Yes, right. No, it's like it's the same thing as like when you really start even child abusers and child molesters and all of that stuff, you really shift like being in the jails and doing work in the jails. Like I treat the people that are in there for child molestation the same because as hard as it is to look at them that way, how much pain they had to be in to hurt a child Do you know what I'm saying? It's like if you can start to shift and look at people with compassion and love, because that is our responsibility as human beings, that is our, everything is two lessons. This is the cheat code, ready? It's everything's two lessons. It's everything is teaching us how to love ourselves deeper or how to love others deeper. Yeah. That's it. If you can look at every situation that's happening in your life with that two way, how can I make this, how can I see the compassion for the other person and how can I love Mm. them a little bit deeper? And what is this teaching me on how I need to love myself? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's so true. And I I love the idea, and I just think it's so empowering to reshape what happened to us and to reshape what happened to others. Like, for me, I look at it with people who are really angry, like the person who explodes and yells and just, you know, acts like a little bitch in the grocery line or whatever it may yeah. be. Those things that, <laughs> yes. even though on the one sense, it's very triggering. Look, I get so scared when that happens. But... In this in this other sense, I'm able to just, oh, this is about their own pain and, and they have had a terrible
0: day or something happened right before this or you know, yeah, just well anything.
2: they they're in fight response exactly. right now and that's why they're they're having this fit anything. And so that compassion really comes with the understanding, again, just I love that nervous system framing of it. they're in fight, they're in flight, they're in freeze. It's happening to them. It's happening to me. This is what we do as humans. It's normal. It's natural. It's even smart. And, and, the power comes in oh but i get to get conscious about controlling this and understanding it and recognizing when it's happening and knowing how to bring myself back from it and and bring myself back down again and knowing how to bring other people back down because that was awesome too to realize we can co-regulate like if my nervous system is calm it helps that person's nervous system get calm this is why in crisis de-escalation everything they teach you stay calm stay calm because you help to calm the other person down i love that there's i can use that every single day of my life practically everybody that I interact with my calm nervous system is a gift to every other nervous system that I interact with it's just it's beautiful especially children especially children because
1: we're all triggered by, by children like the whining the crying like all that thing and it's like I need you to stop because that's making me uncomfortable right and it gets because of your own trauma as a child that triggers that in you and then it deregulate your nervous system and then children are these energetic beings they're so open they're wide open that they're feeling your dysregulated nervous system and they're reacting off of your shit and then you guys are fighting back and forth because theirs isn't
2: fully wired no yeah
1: Yeah. and it's it's our job as parents or adults to stay regulated and stay a pillar and stay in the breath and that's what brings them back so much sooner from their own you know yeah they're learning Any meltdowns
2: (laughs) and that's what i love about this work about the trauma-informed community work is this idea of now we're all getting kind of responsible to show up for each other and to recognize the things that are going on in our communities you know people are complaining about the homeless problem well why are these people homeless like what happened what happened in their lives you know bringing that compassionate stance to you know the the crime rates or whatever it may be all these things are social ills they all happen because of people's pain and we look at that compassionately and it's just a different perspective on how do we approach these things but also I mean The program that I work with, it's a public health program. It's a public health initiative because trauma is a huge predictor for health outcomes. These things that, you know, diabetes and and heart disease and all these, you know, the leading causes of death. What is it? Five out of ten of the leading causes of death in the U.S. are directly related to trauma back there in those those early formative stages this chain reaction was set off in a child's developing yeah. biology and so there's so many ways that when we step back and look at it it's not just addiction it's it's all the things that we're just sort of this is what's wrong all of them we, we go and we find the trauma that's at the heart of it and we bring compassion to it and we heal ourselves and that heals others, and they heal themselves, and that heals others. And it's just, it's like that whole that whole cycle that we've been talking about can yep. become this really positive thing. Beautiful and cycle, yeah. No, no life without death. And there has to be some certain amount of the death that occurs and the suffering. I mean, that is just the human experience. And like you were saying, we, that's what we grow from. We don't grow from the easy stuff. And I'm not romanticizing the hard stuff. I'm just saying... It's just what's so, and when we work with what's so, when we surrender to it, whether in the recovery context or any context in our lives, that's when we have access to yeah. new development.
1: And we just, they, there has to be pain. We could, we couldn't, we can't have joy without the other. You know, it's yeah. simple and, and cliche. death doesn't as have as to be is, literally right.
0: either. Death could be figuratively. Yeah, like there's no life without death, but that's like that doesn't have to be like literally. Like I feel like i've I've had multiple different lifetimes in this body right. of me like I've right. had multiple deaths like my own absolutely person, ego, like all of it yeah you know?
2: the identity that we were talking about identity,
1: identity. that's Huge a terribly
2: one. painful death oh but my God. so transformative yeah. when you can surrender to that yeah. and it's
1: so funny when you like know you're choosing everything you're, like you're choosing it if you're choosing to struggle, it's because you're choosing that's what you're choosing to look at it with. you're choosing to struggle yeah. in it instead of choosing to grow in it or to, choo- yeah. you know what I mean every single or focus on the light every there you go. you're not choosing to focus single on the whole thing in your life that is happening to you it's that radical personal responsibility that's what I'm waking up and choosing yeah yeah uh, ugh. <laughs> right? right it's like yeah, that's exactly. on the good side and the bad side of it all you just like oh okay yeah and then and I always, and I do it too. I'll be like, wow, you're choosing that for yourself right now. Like, that's yeah. how you're choosing to react to the situation. Like, as shitty as it is, right? Like, we have a choice. Right. Yep.
2: And we make the right choice much more readily and easily when we're regulated. Yeah. <laughs> when our nervous system is calm and well. And that's, you know, the, the huge gift we give ourselves.
1: Or that you know, the... The awareness to pull yourself out of it sooner, right? And like not beating yourself up for going or choosing that, right? Because like that, nothing in this universe—the universe is too great and too sophisticated for anything to happen, you know, by mistake. There is no mistake. And as I was listening to your story, it was, you know, when you were just sharing your, your unexpected adoption that you had, and then you met this man, like that was like almost, you know, and then she was what anchored you here when you lost him, you know, you just like never, sometimes when you can step back and see these situations, it's like, Okay. Yeah. Now it all makes sense. Yeah. You know.
2: Yeah. And there's and there's life in the death always, mm-hmm. and yeah. that I think is so precious. And and I think that's one of the things that we can overlook in the trauma work. Like, yes, bad things happened, and you don't have to love it or agree with it. But reaching the point of honoring it and saying, I I am grateful for the good that came from it. Maybe I'm not grateful for it whatever that situation yeah, may yeah. have been. Mm-hmm. But I honor that my outcome now is this growth, this healing, this transformation, whatever it may be, and, and I'm grateful for the, the outcome. So I honor whatever vehicle got out there. I don't know. That gets, it gets a little complex. Or maybe I'm just still not far enough on that journey of, of my own um, kind of reconciling these different things. But, but again, great yeah i'm right you're
1: choosing that right like you are choosing to look at it that way because you could choose and there's a lot of other people that choose to live in a victim state oh that was my addiction right there the victim
2: story i'm helpless this all happened to me how i suffer why shouldn't i drink this is the only thing that makes it okay yeah totally and it's taken me years i'm still very much in that process of still coming out of oh my god no yeah I get to make conscious choices right here, yeah. Not with all those circumstances, but with with my own response. And when my Definitely. nervous system's regulated, I can choose a lot better. And at the end of the day, whether it's regulated or not, I can just pray to the impulse toward life and ask for help. You know, bring me new life in my perspectives on
0: this. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, what are the types of things that you guys are doing over in this the the program?
2: Well, it is it is still early days, and we're still laying the foundation, but we will be doing um, a knowledge campaign of just really creating much more community awareness. What is trauma? How is it showing up? What happens when it shows up? What can we do? Why does it matter? And, and really making it personal, you know, in your life, when your kid does this, when you do that, when you feel Mm. this, here's why it matters. Here's what it tells you about what's going on. And here's what you can do. Just kind of this whole conversation, looking at all these things, Through a different lens and just recognizing we all have tools for this and you know we are all looking for a felt sense of safety and we are all looking for a felt sense of support and those two things alone that that transforms the world when people feel safe and supported so a trauma-informed community Can look very many different ways but that's sort of you know letting people know about this and enhancing the different organizations and agencies that are working on things enhancing their ability to understand what's going on in the community you know educators here's what's going on with kids when they're acting like this and Mm law enforcement here's what's going on with people and here's what's going on with you when you react against it and here's how you can take care of yourselves so that you can show you know just helping everybody have better tools for being ourselves are you doing that for the
1: the rcos right too is that like originally where it started are you guys like under the same grant as that like the recovery community organizations we're not
2: i mean it's very much in partnership with anybody who wants to be in partnership with it but it is not exclusive to that it's a perfect fit for addiction and recovery work it's so important there but um, schools you said yeah, like schools, schools i love that is kind of our you know yeah anybody who's working i with love children, that
0: that's incredible like
2: those are kind of our two primary focuses right now and it will evolve as time goes by but yeah just that's incredible yeah.
1: Yeah, I love it so much.
2: Yeah, I'm super excited. I love being part of it. It's just an amazing serendipity to be here. And and for my life journey with all my different ups and downs, there's such a sweetness and perfection. And, oh, my God, it brought me to this place where my skills and my experience and my mindset, just all of it. This is the perfect place for me yeah. I am the I am doing the right job at the right time love that. I and love that you feel yeah. that you know
0: that you get to experience that I you get know? to
2: experience that. What a gift what a healing a that gift. is you yeah. know I, I was just learning a bit today watching this thing about um, survivor you know the importance of survivor voices in any sort of mm. program you know who wants more to change something than a person who suffered from the way that it currently is And Amen so bringing those people in to to be part of well what is our solution and then we all get to heal ourselves by being part of that change and it becomes this beautiful collective healing
1: well that's what i'm doing here you talk about a safe space and feeling supported like that's what i needed i needed a safe space i knew i needed a community because i learned that in the 12-step program i always had a beautiful community i always had a sponsee family i always had a group of women you know what i mean like i was always doing that and then when that stopped working i was like okay now i know that that's so important to me but that that community sometimes became really toxic, you know, it's just very, you know, whatever. And so now creating this community and creating this safe space, has been such a gift and been watching, yeah. being able to watch people's transformations. Yeah. Oh my God. Like having people walk in here like not holding their head up high and like just feeling so alone to, you know, coming in a completely different person, chatting with everybody. Everybody knows everybody. Everybody's talking after the groups. Everybody's sharing openly. It's like, oh, That's like wonderful. it's, so, it's beautiful so beautiful because that is what we need. And so much people, so many people are lacking it. And so many people are thinking that they need to do this life alone. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because yeah. we've been taught separation because us, as an awoken community, informed in how powerful our bodies are and having support and community. We, right. Unfuckable. We really are. You know, because nice. you are. We, nobody can say anything about, like, if somebody can look you right in your eyes and say something about you and you're just like, yeah, sure, that's actually on you. That's not that has anything to do with me. Yeah. Like, it's resilience.
2: Yes. Resilience is the big catchphrase in in the trauma community in, in that whole work. What's there is no perfect opposite for trauma, but it's sort of trauma's on this end of the spectrum and at the other end is the resilience yep. and we're just building 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 more and more more resilience yep. to be able to mm-hmm. because it's just like I'll never be perfect, I'll never stop having the challenges. It's just how quickly I get myself out of them. We never recover from trauma, but we become more and more resilient so that we can handle exactly. what comes up when it comes up and that's the healing perfection is not what we're working towards it's just that every day being able to be inside myself and every day being able to be inside our community whatever it may be yeah in a way that is a little better than yesterday and a little more true and a little more at peace and whatever it may be and it's just that
1: yeah
2: that shift and resilience is magic Magic,
1: yeah. all the magic.
0: the magic. So if people wanted to get involved or help or or ha- is there a way to do that? Like, what can people do? What can we do to get the word out about this? Like,
2: Wow. Well, I think the biggest thing that can happen at this point, we, we have a website. It is not up yet, so I'm not going to give that link now, unfortunately. Maybe I can add it at a later point once it launches. Yeah. But I think it, it. we cannot underestimate the importance of everybody just educating themselves yeah, as much informed. as possible. You Google trauma informed to recover, you Google trauma and resilience, whatever it may be. There's so much out there. I have found it incredibly useful to learn about polyvagal theory and the yes, nervous system. We learned mm-hmm. all about polyvagal yeah. in our breathwork class. It's yep. huge. It just uh, helps me understand so me huge. and others. And so anything like that, you know, just, just start learning about it. There's good, our website is going to have tons of resources on it when it launches. Um, I, I'm just going to say it's, TraumaResponsiveMananoc.org. Love
1: that. So. Well, I can't wait to have you back next year and hear all the amazing yeah, all things the amazing that you're things doing. Yeah, all the amazing things that are coming. Awesome. The, I love, I love that that we're like at the beginning of all of, it's of this. It's exciting. It is yeah. very exciting. Like it's, this is yeah. like a launch pad. It the is. pioneers you guys are about to just. The pioneers. Try. Yeah. Take off. I'm, I'm super it.
2: excited. It's amazing just that people are coming together and As doing this kind of work taking, right now. As the
1: off. plane is
0: taking off. The
2: is taking off, and so are we.
0: Yes, it's so beautiful. <laughs> so if there's one thing that you could have our listeners leave this podcast
1: with, like maybe it's a life hack or a favorite quote, anything, what would it be? Most valuable lesson you've learned along the way, like that little nugget of information that you have?
2: I think what comes into mind in this moment is sort of this dual concept of the self-acceptance that whatever has happened to me, whatever I have done with it, whatever choices I made, and however I feel today, it is all okay. I'm Mm. okay. What happened in my life and where I am right now is all okay. And alongside that, Starting right now, I have agency over what happens going forward. Yes. And so whatever happened is all in the past and I get to create something else and I get to heal. And it doesn't matter how bad it was, how, you know, whatever the abuses were, like all those things that are real and true that caused us to suffer, we get to choose what comes next. And so the empowerment, that that self-acceptance and the self-empowerment, I guess, of... What am I going to do now? You know that. And now what? That we get to. Write what comes. Yeah. Rewrite the story. Yeah, exactly. We get to take control of our narrative. That's been a huge part of my healing Mm. journey. So maybe it's that take control of the narrative. I acknowledge what happened. Mm -hmm. I honor where I am. Wherever it is, is Yeah. And I I get to take control of the narrative and use conscious choice and and that self-love. To propel myself forward into something totally different. Mm. So beautiful. We all get to do that. Nobody's stuck. We just fall so into good. believing it sometimes.
1: That was literally, I talked about it today. Like, you're it, in in my live on Tiggered Community. That was the whole, like, basis of It's like, if you're stuck, you're choosing to be stuck. Because mm. you're not actually stuck.
2: Right. Yeah. We're you believing know. we're stuck. We're believing we're stuck. I spend a stuck. lot of time believing I'm stuck. And then yeah. I'll be like, oh, Wait, I could do this, and, and that's like that the helps. worst place to be.
1: Super disempowering. Like yeah, just yeah. feeling
0: stuck. Like, even
1: that word, just like stuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know. know. It's like it's just like a word. terrible word. <laughs> we're, not we're not stuck. stuck. That oh word God. shouldn't even exist because we're not actually right.
2: Because life doesn't get stuck; it's always moving. It's it's always, always cycling. Moving.
1: Always moving. Yeah. You're never stuck. That's a delusional. That's right. like a, That's not a, how nature works. It's a thought loop. It's yeah. a self-limiting yeah. belief for sure
0: well this was so beautiful seriously so good I'm such a trauma nerd so this was like so good for me like I just could nerd out on this stuff right? all the time Yep. so this was great and I can't wait for everyone to hear it because you're right a lot of people are not informed they are not trauma informed they don't know what trauma is They you bring mm. up trauma and they think it's like this taboo subject of like mm. oh what's trauma it's like Everyone has fucking trauma. We all have trauma. Like, not you are more traumatized than the other. I'm right. not more traumatized than Amy or she's not more trauma. Like, it's we subjective. all yes. have
1: trauma. Yeah, and, and that's what and I, I said at the beginning. Like, there is no logic on trauma and how it's stored in the body. The body stores right. it, how the body stores it. Somebody could be sexually abused and that trauma. And somebody could just have been raised by a nanny and their mom wasn't around, and the they still moved. have that yep. same kind yeah. of trauma. In the body, it's, it looks exactly the same. Yeah. You know, and we as human beings put logic and separation and this whole disconnect of like, oh, that person's had it way worse than me. My trauma is not as bad as that person. So I don't right. need yeah. to. You know what I mean? Like it's a, se- it's a separation. No, it's, it's all one. It's all right. shitty. It's all dictating how you're choosing to show up for yourself in your life. And if you separate it and diminish it and don't process it because you don't think you had it as bad as the other person, you're leaving that in your body. Mm, Yeah. Right. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Let's skip that. Let's not do that. Yeah. There's no more, right? There's no more separation. It just is. And it's okay. And it's all beautiful. It is what it is. And it's all worth healing. Yeah. 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 Amen, sisters. Amen. So good. We will end the same way we start. We will take a big deep breath together collectively. One hand on the heart, one hand on the belly. Really inhale. Lift up. Rise up. Fill up. Open the heart. And then slow exhale. Let that shit go. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks Mm -hmm. so much.
2: Thank you.
1: Thanks so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to listen to what we have to say. It means the world. As always, we want to end this episode by reminding you that we are not medical professionals and we are not giving any type of medical advice. We are simply sharing our experience and solutions. We are here
0: with the intentions of reminding you that you are never alone and that everyone's healing journey is unique to the individual. Make sure to follow us on all social media platforms to stay updated. Stay well, Sacred Rebels. See you next time.